I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, me too. Where we are. Let's roll. <laughs> Press record. I'm done. Again. <laughs> <We're> recording. <laughs> I'm recording. You're always ahead of me. I just want to start. <laughs> Let's just start. Yeah, so this is episode 37. Of the Real 45 podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Oh, word. <laughs> word. Welcome, everybody. I'm Greg Hancock. And I'm Stefanel. This is your Real 45 podcast coming at you live. Yeah, this is a this is a really live recording, isn't it? Aren't they all kind of live recordings? It is. Maybe more. No. Well, we are kind of live. We are really live. We are um, real live. <laughs> real, as in, yeah, as in real. Not just real. No. This real. is more like taking a coffee. A cup. A cup, yeah. Yeah. We're just going to grab a cup. This now is we're our second cup. This, right. <laughs> this could be a good cover page. The second, the second cup. cup. Oh, yeah. yeah. We could use that. Yeah, we could do that. So uh, we've had a pretty mellow... Uh, actually, I've had a pretty mellow 10 days. Haven't had a lot going on. It's been a big break. The Grand Prix has had a kind of a, a break now for a month or something. Oh, that's long. Yeah. I'm, I've even lost track of how, how long it's been. And I haven't even haven't ridden here in... I haven't ridden in Poland for over two weeks. It'll be three weeks now on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. And then I haven't ridden in Sweden for 10 days. So... Awesome. You've been off. Yeah, it's been like a mini holiday right in the middle of... Oh, the begin, right in the middle of the beginning of summer. <laughs> in the middle of the season. In the middle of the season, exactly. <laughs> so you tend to get these breaks here and there, but now it's been a big break with the GP and then 10 days off here. Poland's been strange schedules, I can say that much, but in one way, I like it because it's it's not so wham, bam, bam, every weekend you're, you're full, you never have any time off, and it's GP Saturday, Poland Sunday, Sweden Tuesday. Hmm. For me, it's been a couple of cases now, and in, in the next few weeks, the, after the Grand Prix here, this weekend in Denmark and Horsens, there's no Polish league on Sunday for me. Then next week in Halstavik, mm-hmm. no Poland the day after. And then in Cardiff, three two weeks later, no Poland the day after. Oh. So uh, I don't know about the extra league because I'm down in the second division right now. But it, it seems like there's this schedule for me is awesome because it's better for me as with the traveling. It's way better for my mechanics who always get overlooked. Mm-hmm. The amount of time and the hours they spend at the track and then in the car driving to and from the events. And, you know, for instance, after a, an event, and it could quite easily happen here in Halstavik too, that we have a uh, pole in the day after. Oh, yeah. So the distance just to get to the south of Sweden after the event, so you don't get out of the track before 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night at least. Oh, and then you've got seven or eight hours down to the southern part of Sweden to cross into Denmark and then make your way over to Poland to race the following day. At, you know, for In the second division, it can be anywhere from 1 o'clock in the afternoon to 7 p.m. Oh, so that... Oh. Yeah. So That's stressful. <laughs> that's stressful. So I really, really like the fact that 
for some reason or another, I don't know who, <laughs> if this just happened to work out this way or if actually all these people got together and decided maybe we should start to think about the, the safety and, and the health and well-being of all the riders and mechanics and people involved. Hats off to you. Good, good move, guys. Please do the next, the same next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Do you have the same case with West Art here? Uh, not really. Um, but people are going to vacation soon. I think even the customers do. So we used to have the summers a bit more calm, if you say it like that. So when I first started coming to Sweden way back, like the whole month of July, it felt like literally it was like an industrial industrial vacation. Yeah. The whole country shut down. Nearly. And I could never believe that. Like that would never happen. It wouldn't the US would never function no. <laughs> to shut down everything for a month. And you can see that that has kind of changed a lot over the years that it feels like not everybody shuts down. Maybe they shut down for weeks at a time here and there, but not everything shuts down at one period now. It feels like there's still always somebody working. Yeah. So I mean it's the same for us. We need to have stuff all the all the summer. So at least I think it's two at the, the least. Two working here. Yeah, all the time. So you guys don't just shut the doors for no. for one month or something. Wow. No. It's always things that happen. We have systems that need to to work out webshops and if something goes down. Mm-hmm. So are you guys on hand like twenty four hours? No. No. No, so you don't. Okay, but the the web guys or the the server guys, they need to have that. Okay, because it's more or less. Of most often, if something unexpected happens, it's on the server side. But it can happen that it's something in the code too. So we need to be here, but. Right, but in the middle of the night, that's not going to be an issue. No. Most of the time, so. Exactly. Gotcha. So the servers. Yeah. I've, I've had the uh, the benefit of of uh, some server issues with like our email and stuff with from the past. That's never that's never been with you. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Don't say yet. Uh, so, but that's the great thing about having these these services, you know, twenty four seven. So you can always access at some point. Yeah. To fix it, hopefully, anyway. Exactly. Well, that's good. So what, then, yeah. What about your vacation? When are you getting time off soon? Or? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know exactly, but I hope in one or two weeks that I can take some time off. And what are you going to do? I have no idea. Actually, my wife, she has this summer, what do you say? Vacation, no. Yeah, Yeah, it's a vacation. Yeah, pretty much. She's studying, so they don't don't study on on summertime. So she has this, I don't know what it's called, loa. Yeah. Break so, or break, break, yeah, vacation. summer break, yeah. yeah. That works out okay. But yeah. but what about your motorcycle you just bought? Aren't you going to take that thing for a cruise? Oh yeah, I'm going to do that. So you've after how many years you've talked about buying a motorcycle? You've just recently bought one. Yes. So is that because you just realized that life is short? It is. Or did you just realize that I need a bike? <laughs> I needed a bike, and my dad just told me buy it. <laughs> Stop talking about it. Just go get it. Yeah, <laughs> I like your dad's style. <laughs> no, it, it was true. I mean, 
life is too short not to have it if you like it anything i mean i think that my reason not to have one before because it's dangerous and you have kids and and stuff like that and now life is too short not to have it i mean if i die i can die from a car accident or falling my bike <laughs> at least you're having a good time <laughs> exactly now now i can you just have to realize that don't drive too fast and and see see the other cars i think because they don't see you pretty much the same reason why i don't ride on the road either i'm just I never even took my license to ride on the road. Never had really any interest whatsoever, besides riding a moped around or something. Mm -hmm. But you are such a minority on a motorcycle, and it doesn't matter how good of a rider you are or how aware or how far you look ahead. People just don't see you, you know? And that's the sad part, because everyone's busy and everyone's doing what they do and and, uh, other distractions in in the car or outside the car or just just in another world while you're driving and don't think about it but that doesn't mean people are doing anything bad it just means that you take things for granted sometimes and however the thought of cruising a, a nice harley or some really cool bike down the pacific coast highway oh <laughs> in the u.s <laughs> in california that's there's the... something appealing about that that i feel like i maybe i should just you know <laughs> yeah life's short <laughs> it is and I, I mean that's something i that's something you need to do in life, I think. Rent a bike in in, in the states and go of course. What is it called High One? Highway One. Highway One, yeah. The Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. Why not? I want to do that. I've done it in a car. You done it? Yeah, in the car. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool in the car, but you know what? To have the wind in your face, the smell of the beach. Yeah. You know, the scenery is and and to the, die for. And together with time, I mean a bike and then a time that is not, the limit is not too close to when you go. So you have like some weeks and you can just stay, oh, this is a nice place and this, let's stay for a day or two or right. check it out. I mean. Yeah, don't don't set a timeline at all, right? Just go for it. No. Wow. In Sweden we have this allemansrätt. It's, it's like, it's a law that you can, almost day or you can camp for a night almost whenever you like even on someone else uh, oh yeah I about this. right not in someone's uh, in the garden but if someone owns a land you can always stay in the in the woods or on a field or something for one night is that the same thing in the states can you if you take if you take the motorcycle in a tent is it easy to just that part I don't know for sure on someone's property especially if it's labeled as private property no no as far as I'm as far as I know and can remember no if it's labeled like that however you know if it's a national forest or something like that of course you can stay but yeah. someone else's property I, I don't how do you know, know about if it's that. someone's property well I guess if you really wanted to know you'd google it <laughs> and check it out you know or yeah. or something to that nature but i know what you mean now because even we've been out sailing with my in-laws here outside in the archipelago here in sweden you know during the summers and 
we pulled up on an island. They said, oh, yeah, this island's, you know, it's not a private island. Or, I mean, it's not a like a public island. It's owned by some specific person. But you're allowed to come here, and you can stay here for a night or, or whatever. There's a period of time. Yeah. And then you have to leave. But it's okay to stay there on someone else's property. It's so nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Make Swedish people friendly. But you have to clean up, and you have to leave it like it was. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's, you know. Of course. That's why Swedes are, uh, this country is clean, it's environmentally probably yeah. looked after. So it's, that's cool. California, you would just like dump your trash on someone's property or something. Or... That's not my side of it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we just dump. That's you know, not my side. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No, all not. right, well, you're going to, but you're going to get a vacation. So what about throwing a tent mm-hmm. on the back? Or a little trailer or something, pull behind your bike, grab the wife. Yeah. Will she ride in the back with you? I don't know. Maybe, she said. So, I hope so. But your oldest daughter, Vilda, she likes riding, huh? She likes riding. She likes, okay. Yeah. And my youngest, she really wants to try it. So, she's going to try it. And I think that my wife, Eleanor, is going to try it too. At least she said, if I take her to, there's a place called Rona Slot. Oh, yes. I know where so if I take her to that, it, it's like a... Ronas, Ronas is a place and, and it's a castle, they say. Mm-hmm. And if I take her to, to that place and bring, buy her lunch, she'll try it. Really? So that's an easy... She will try it. There you go. Then you can have a meal, a lunch. Yeah. Is there a hotel there too, in that place? It is. Right. I think there's a, like a spa thing or at least this jet, uh, what do you call that? The pools. Uh, oh, like, sp- uh, jacuzzis? Or yeah, like yeah. a spa, yeah. yeah. Rolnes slot. Is, is Rolnes considered that? That would be a part of Roslagen, right? Yeah. Okay. It's Which one. brings me. Uh-huh. <laughs> now you see where I might be going with this. I think so. It's fast class. It's fast class. Of course it is. <laughs> so that way you're, if you go, this is the hard part now because wherever we go in Roslagen, you can't just go there and enjoy the scenery because you're going to be like, this place is kind of world class, fast yeah. class. <laughs> yeah. I need a sticker. I'm going to slap a sticker <laughs> on this place. Now you're going to, it's going to be video. It's going to be photo. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this before, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. So we did this, just a short recap. Uh, we got this thing from uh, Visit Roslagen, which is the uh, tourist bureau. Tourist bureau, yeah. Oh. They wanted us to to try as much things that we could do in Roslagen for one day. And they make a movie of it. They made a movie of it. It was a cool and edit. It was really cool. And now it's ready. It's done. And probably by the time you people are hearing this, it's out. You've probably seen it. Hopefully you've seen it. If you haven't, you better. Exactly, yeah. If you haven't seen it, go to, I don't know, roslagen.se, I think. Yep. Or YouTube, Google, uh, Världsklass Roslagen, the movie. I that's think right. it is. It's called. And that's the Världsklass, if you, if you spell it. It's like... I don't even know if you can do that with a regular English one, but or world hashtag, yeah, V, A with the two dots over the top, yeah, R, 
L D S K L A S S R O S L A G E N. Yes. Vibes class, Rose Logan. Yeah. Or Get your pencils and your Rose pens Logan. out, people. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I think they, it will work out with the word class, Rose Logan, too. Yeah, if you punch that, if you put that in there, it should come up on the search. Yeah. I should look that up. Yeah, do that while we're while we're talking here. So anyway, we did this really cool edit. It's all in conjunction, or was brought up by my neighbor, Tessan. Tessan, Tess, who lives uh, just a few few meters away from our place here, and she works for Visit Roslagen, uh, which is the tourist bureau here in Nortelia, mm-hmm. in Sweden. Here, where. Um, where I have my base and where you live and your company and all all sorts, so they they wanted to do something in preparation for the Grand Prix. They want to show people. Again, we probably talked about this before, so I'm just going to be doubling up again. But they want to show people how much beauty, how much fun activities, sites, whatever you want to think here in the Roslagen community. This whole area of Sweden, which is it's a lot of rock, it's a lot of water, it's a lot of trees, it's a lot of beauty. It's you know, it's, you can be a real Viking if you want. Yeah. Which we did. We did. And, uh, yeah, you had, you were special. <laughs> you had your specialties. I had of mine. But I think in, all in all, we were pretty nice to each other. Uh, yes. At least on the on the boat. That's right. <laughs> in the Fika. In the Fika. In the Fika, yeah. So we went around. We started at 7 o'clock in the morning, and we hit the first place. And we just started, and we spent a lot of lot of time in the car. It was a lot yeah. of kilometers we did, and went to I think it was eight different places, something like that. And we we participated in activities. We participated in just uh, the local sites, the culture, and even had a real classic Swedish fika, right? That's true, and it was so cool because everybody that we met that had this activities it was so nice yeah and the cows <laughs> <laughs> the cow safari I, I mean i've never ever heard of a cow safari but you have a cow safari in this part of the world yes so <laughs> that place was guaranteed virus class world class because dude what what would you expect if you said somebody was saying hey you want to go with me on a cow safari <laughs> what goes through your mind? What do you think? <laughs> like a cow safari? I've been growing up with it, so I know what it oh, is. Oh, so you know what it is. But, I mean, for me, I had no idea. So yeah. I'm like, a cow safari? Okay. You would never have a cow safari in Southern California. I don't think so. You have to go to a place where they have cows locked up somewhere, and they show you what a cow looks like and <laughs> how it gets milked and <laughs> where it stands. And <laughs> But here, actually, you actually you go live with the cows. Yeah. And they are curious animals. They are... They're actually nice animals. Super curious, super friendly, and like, I guess they might be a little bit spooked, but the way we went through there with the tractor and the trailer, I mean, they were not afraid. I mean, the, the, they got right in front of the wheels. They were going to stop the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, you know? <laughs> but anyway, Hasse there, yeah. in, in particular, he was a, what a cool guy. Really cool. And super informative, super excited. And whether you're into cows or you're not into cows or you got kids, you should check it out. You know, it, it's just the whole experience is um, it's pure entertainment and, and uh, yeah, informative. 
And the cool thing is, if you go to this place, it's called the uh, Vädergårdsmyri. They they made something else about the the farmery, the the whole thing they had. They, they made this cool safari thing. They make their own ice cream. Uh, right. And you can buy it in the stores, and then you have this. They have. Oh yes, I'm with you. My wife yeah. just bought some of that. They are good. They are really good. And and they have uh, their own burgers. So, burgers. Yeah, they made their own burgers. They make their own mm-hmm. cheese, burger cheese. Okay. And they have the, these cheese. You, you, I don't know what you call that. The cheese that you eat with wine or with. Oh, okay. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah, more of a delicacy. Yeah. Exactly. So they have a lot of things there, and they have in Vedde, They have this, the ice cream place where you can go and have the, the biggest ice cream. You, I mean, really good ice cream with candies or with. It's really good. And they have this place called uh, Bonden and Burgeren. Like the farmer and the burger. So it's you can go there and have their own burger on their own way. It's whoa, it's really cool. I don't know if I've done the burger, but we had this conversation when we were there. I said, I think I had the ice cream with you and, yeah. and Eleanor. Maybe it wasn't you guys, but who else could it have been? Marcus, Mate, someone with the family, somebody. Uh, anyway, I have been for the ice cream place, and it is... It's it's awesome. You have to again. It's there's so many cool places around the world. We all have our favorites, but yeah. if you come here for the Grand Prix, and I mean, check out this video. Just see some of the things, or go into the tourist bureau, or Google. You know, or look on visit roastlogan.se and or roastlogan.se too. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's a beautiful part of the world. There is a lot to do. A lot of people. The reason this got brought up, right, is because a lot of people were. Uh, it created a lot of talk that moving the Grand Prix from Stockholm, basically Friends Arena, mm-hmm. to where you have lots of stuff going on and hotels and restaurants, and you got it all. They moved it up to Halstavik, which is a hundred kilometers or so, maybe from from Halstavik. Yeah, I think so. Thereabouts. Yeah. And then there are not a lot of options up there. It's no. a cool little town, which is you know four. In House of Eklund, four thousand, yeah, roughly four thousand people in that city, in that town. Yeah, and there's one hotel that's very small. And I don't even know how active it is. I don't know. Uh, not a lot of restaurants, but you don't have to go far, and you've got rad hotels. You've got like uh, almost like the Rolneslot, like the yes. castle there, yeah. that that style of gourd where you say grounds where they've got really cool hotels and yeah more nature living in the in a sense then you've got the beauty of the archipelago and that's i think it's really cool yeah there are places that are really really cool in all countries i think but the archipelago in in sweden is there's so many a lot of small islands and the water is not that warm, but it's cool. The cool, yeah, we actually, the weather in Sweden has been so great, <laughs> so great. And the day that we did all this, the weather gods were not playing in our favor in total. It definitely cooled down. <laughs> Suddenly we went from shorts and T-shirts to long pants and hoodies and almost a jacket at one stage. Yeah. But it didn't stop us. We, we did the stand-up paddling through the through the uh, the streams there and yeah. throughout Norteja. So you got to check out Norteja too. I mean, obviously we're biased because we I have my base here, you live here, but yeah. 
it's a pretty cool town and the the community here the the city council is for this whole area is basically right here so it's there's a lot to do just in Norteya Atamaya Mayela Atamayela some of the things I had never done before yeah I never been to the the soup the stand up paddling thing and it was a long time ago that I went to go go karting yeah, that's right. We should go karting too. Yeah, and that's so <laughs> close. I mean, five minutes. It's it's really close. Yeah, and I mean, all these places—they're really not that far away from each other, you know. No, you gotta. You need to have a car really to get around. You can do public transport if you have time. Yeah, but um, having a car makes it so simple, and you can just yeah stay stay for a few days and check it out. It's pretty neat. You'll go home with a different opinion, and guaranteed you'll come back. Absolutely. I mean, I would. <laughs> yeah, you, you pretty much do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, we're, yeah, so it's check it out and uh, see what you think. We hope you guys like it. We hope you really like our video. We share it in the, in the post. Yep. We can put, put the, the link there. You got to it. To the YouTube. And you guys check it out and, and share it yourselves and... Give a comment, you know. I'm sure visit Roslog and they would also like to have comments and and feedback just to, to hear what you guys think of it. They put a lot of time and effort and the people from Sound and Vision here in Nortelia did a, a fantastic job putting the whole thing together and uh, we had a blast. We had a we had the most <laughs> incredible day. We finished eating pizza on the rocks, doing a live Facebook Facebook live yeah. <laughs> in Greta after we went kayaking. <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice. Yeah. More days like that. Yeah, we need more of those, yeah. for sure. So, uh, And I think that everybody, just share it if you can, because we need people to see Nutelli, I think, come and visit us. The, the cool thing is, you know, when, when uh, if I speak from the Speedway's perspective, we do a lot of Grand Prix events in different places, and some places are, are basically in... And, um, I don't want to say desolate, but areas that are not so well populated and can be secluded from things to do. Mm. But this is not necessarily like that at all. This is like showing you how much there actually is to do around here. Maybe it's just super undiscovered. You haven't seen it. So the idea that, that uh, Tessa and the Visit Roslagen came up with to to give people more of an insight to this community or this uh, this region, awesome. Yeah, uh, I hope more. I hope more people do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope they ask us to do it because we had a blast. <laughs> we had a blast. And we will. Yeah. Yeah. And now with a motorcycle, I will go around more in Roslag and I think I have a, what is it, staycation. Yeah. Why take a vacation when you can have a staycation? Yeah. There was a lot of things that you haven't done. Yeah, you should do it. You, should. Pop, you need to pop wheelies too. What is that? Short for Bakul. Oh. Go on the back wheel. It's oh. better when you got one of your kids on the back because it's more weight back there. It's easier to get it up. That's better. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> next goal. <laughs> so I have to bring this up just for a quick one. Just the U.S. team. Oh. Soccer. Mm. Football. Didn't make it to the World Cup. Okay. No. So I had to. I have a mixed household, right? I have my half of my house is Swedish. It's probably more Swedish than Americans during this period. Yeah. 
So Sweden playing in their group for the World Cup qualifiers. Not qualifiers, sorry, in their, their group for the, yeah. the whole series. Pretty much not sitting in a very good position, if you look at it one way, coming into their last game against Mexico, who was undefeated. Mm-hmm. Germany looks like they've got the upper hand, and they're going up against the team who's not doing very well, South Korea. And The this, odds wasn't that good. The odds were not that good. No. And when we sat watched this game yesterday with the, with the crew, I became a uh, Swedish patriotic really <laughs> fast in the household. We had some friends over, too. And, and uh, suddenly you're just getting so jazzed and so worked up. And then I can see with, with our friends that were there, too, uh, his name's Mats, he, he was like, I don't know, but the way this result is right now, suddenly it was 2-0, to zero, Sweden beating Mexico. Mm-hmm. And no one ever expected this, right? So they thought this is done. 2-0, to zero, and he's like, I actually think if the result stays like this and Germany doesn't score, Sweden will win the group. I'm like, what? It went from the point where people were thinking we could actually be out of this or Sweden could be out of this to, like, Sweden could win the group. Oh, and then Mexico will be second. But then I think also another point in the in the thing, I don't understand the rules completely, but if Germany had have scored against South Korea during the same time, they could have overtaken... It's something that we had the same points, I think, and then yeah, with the goals, right? Yeah. At some point, Mexico, who had just been dominating, could have been out of the series. It's, and as it turned out, though, you know, Sweden wins three to zero, which is just was intense, and Germany ended up losing two to zero to South Africa. So they're the defending world champions, and are out completely. They're not even going on to the semifinals or whatever that next group is. Nah, exactly. So there was a lot of action, a lot of activity, and, uh, and yeah, I, you know, I just heard on the Fika out there uh, today that I think that the the four last years, the ones that won the year before, mm-hmm. uh, didn't make it to the finals. Really? Yeah. That's strange. So Tuscany, the Germany, mm-hmm. they aren't alone. Right. Well, you know how quickly people are to, to um, capture these. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's so crazy what happens and how people can quickly just <laughs> come up with the, the social media stuff. And it was tough on Sweden too. There was a lot of political stuff there too. Yeah. yeah with one of the players, but you know, <laughs> you're you can go from hero to zero so fast, no. and uh, you're only as good as your last event. Oh, that's <laughs> true. It's yeah. such a bummer, but that's how it is. And Sweden was, they're there, so. I actually didn't see the the, the game. Because uh, I, I had to prioritize. You must be the only Swedish person that didn't see it. Yeah, but I just got this motorcycle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and my family was out doing a world-class roadslogging thing. That's right, they were out walking, huh? Yeah. They were, we had this roadslog sled, and it's like... I think it's from Grislaham to, I don't know, almost Stockholm. So you can walk uh, a road to woods and by the, the ocean, and it's really, really nice. Right. That's a, that's a long walk, if you consider that distance. Yeah. Grislaham to Stockholm. Like, they, they walk now from 
from our house in Otelje to Grislehamn, and I think that was 70 kilometers. Whoa. Whoa. So, yeah, my wife did that with, with the kids. The kids uh, walked with her too. Yeah. 70 kilometers. Yeah. How long did that take them? They started this Sunday lunch and went to Grislehamn yesterday at quarter past 10 in the evening, I think. That was Wednesday. Right. Yeah, true. So then then they stop during the nights and yeah. sleep and whatever they do. Where do they stay? They stay in the woods. They stay where they could on oh. the way. They take tents or something? Or? Yeah, they had a, tents or uh, they had this other thing that I don't remember the name of now, but uh-huh. it's not a real tent. It's like a... Uh, ah, I don't remember the name. Okay. It's, uh, it's not with walls. You just have like a Oh, a so, roof. okay. Right. Yeah, like a tarp. Yeah, it's a tarp, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Testing. Right. Uh, so, and I had the pictures they, they sent me all the time. It's it's amazing. What an experience. Yeah. Yeah. So just just Eleanor and the two girls. On their uh, yeah, the two girls and and Vilda, the, the biggest one, she had a friend with her. Oh, okay. So Alva, she went from, from Otelli to Elmstad, which is half the way or more than half the way, Yeah, I think. Uh, and when she went to to Elmsta, she was like, "Oh shit! Did I go this far?" Because she went there with with the car and know whoa how lo- how far it is. And she was like, "I did it!" <laughs> but then she went all the way too, right? No, no. Oh, she no, she, she stopped. In Elmsta. She stopped. Okay. Yeah, because they had this. There was not that many places you could get water, so they had a lot of water with them, and it was quite heavy in backpacks. All to carry, right? So she she wanted to give up there, but the other ones yeah. they went to. Islam. How cool! How what an like, yeah, what an experience for mom and her daughters, you know, together. Exactly. Just the just the two or three of them. Well, and the friend too, but yeah, they had they had an amazing time, I think. Right. So I went there just to to get them from Islam to sing at the the place there. And where you guys were? Yeah. Did they wear their shoes out? The shoes off. Did they wear their shoes out? Like, have to get new shoes now because there's no tread left on them after walking all that. Oh, far? you mean like that? No. Uh-huh. No. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> but they had this patofle with them. Uh-huh. Did they? Did yeah, they walk can... in those? Yeah, because it, uh, that's a good trick if you're going. Those out are Crocs hiking. for all you people out there. Oh yeah, Crocs. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you're going out uh, walking, mm-hmm. uh, then your shoes will be closed into the the shoes. Right. And you get these scalps or... You know, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like blisters or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On the shoe. Oh. And then if you have the Crocs, they don't wait anything. So you can just switch and have them for a while or when you come from come to the place where you will stay, mm. just switch so you can dry them out or get some air to your feet. Making Crocs cool again. Yeah. See? So they, they went to buy Crocs just to... And I think it's cool. See, they should be. Hopefully, they were. They were. You know how we are with our our social media. Hopefully, they were just going off like Crocs or the bomb. You know, look at this. She should have done it. Yeah. She didn't. <laughs> Check me out. I'm doing Rosalind's Leven. Yeah. Seventy k's in my Crocs. <laughs> I don't think that they they walked that much of them, but they they actually switched sometimes oh. because it was good. I would just lie. Yeah, I did the whole walk in my Crocs. Oh yeah. And my feet are fine. Hey, we want some sponsors. Yeah, that Crocs. was... Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Foppa. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, 
pretty cool then. So they're they're on vacation now too. So they're yeah. Now they're off and staying in. You guys have a really cool place out there and seeing it. Yeah. Another great part of Roslagen. It is. So it's all about Roslagen right now. It is. Roslagen. It's. It is. Are you coming <laughs> to the Speedo GP next week? Yes. I was there with my family. I saw online that you, I think they have only standing seats left. Yeah. You can't, standing seats. That sounded funny, huh? Standing, standing seats. seats. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> so they only have standing tickets left. <laughs> Which, what a, that's impressive. Yeah. I hadn't, there was no doubt in my mind they would sell it out and... They're, they're probably wishing they had more and more grandstands, and uh, which is a good sign. This it's, this event's going to grow, yeah. I'm sure. And uh, I think I bought my, my tickets quite late, but like a month ago, mm-hmm. there were only standing tickets stand. Oh, even so. Yeah. We tried to get a VIP table for, for a group recently. Uh, it's, it's been two or three weeks ago. And Mika Turnberg said, uh, impossible. He said, I can put you on a wait list if anybody cancels, but right now, impossible. Oh. So, oh, I was a little bit late to the game there, but that's okay. Yeah. That's going to be full. It's going to be sold out. It's going to be a cool show. So. They need to, to rent a helicopter then. Yep. That's hoovering. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of trees around there. You can, you know, if you're a good climber. Yeah. <laughs> probably get in trouble for saying this, but I would just hike a tree, you know, or like climb a tree, scale a tree and just get up there. And. But I think the standing tickets is good. I think it will be awesome because there, there will be a lot of people. Totally. And uh, I mean, the atmosphere is going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they can sell beer at this event too. Oh, they can. Whether you know whether that should be broadcast or not, I know it's something. It's always a talk about different countries and where people can go and and buy alcohol or not buy alcohol. But mm-hmm. I think they've made a deal that they can have alcohol there too for specifics. But there'll be you know obviously there'll be it's a lot nice, of police eh? activity and stuff too. So. It's nice just to have a beer or two. I mean, sure. Just Let your to, hair down. Yeah, hmm? yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for the club. I'm happy for the town. My wife comes from Hostovik from the beginning. That's where she's born and raised. So we have family in that area, and uh, you know, for her, who so she moved away at a young age and pursued uh, uh, her her other job opportunities and things in, in different parts in Otelia here, and then in Stockholm. And um, and now for her to, to see that, she's even, she's like, wow, <laughs> who would have ever thought there would be a Speedway Grand Prix in Hostelweek? No. So it's going to be big. It's going to be big, and it's going to be cool. But I'm leaving here now after this podcast, more or less. I'm on my way to Horsens mm, yeah. for the Danish GP. So after this long break, we kick off again on Saturday, and it's going to be really, really cool. Nice to be back on the bike again and get sideways and and uh, I want to pick up the pace from where I left off last time and uh, yeah win that shit yeah <laughs> just get out there and just yeah, hammer down sure. hammer down yeah yeah buddy so it's going to be like that and you know what I'm also going to meet on my way in my travels along the way one of the greatest speedway riders ever and one of the best mentors I've ever had Danish the great Dane the main Dane they called him the main Dane the main Dane he was referred to as many years three time world champ oh Eric Anderson. nice and he will be on the podcast with us next week 
I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah. I'm only bummed because you can't be there with me on this trip, so I'm no. going to have to cover for you. Please do. So it'll be me, myself, and I with an interview with Eric. And I, I'm bummed because you always have such interesting questions that are away from the sport to get really interesting information from, from Eric or from the guests that we're having. So it would be fun to have that. But as we say with all our guests, why not have a, another follow-up sit down yeah. and dig even deeper into no, his It's life. kind of nice to have it. I mean, like we have it Luke or other guests that have been here twice. I think sure. it's easier when you're starting to to know each other in that way. For sure. Like, like you have, it's easier. It's losing up. Really losing. You get more familiar. And then the cool thing, even with like Luke or, or Chris Holder and some of the guys that have done one or two episodes with us, they even Wilbur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get inspired, I think, and they start to think of things, more things as they get going that people you know they don't really get to hear so that's been the fun part for us it's yeah. like suddenly you you find out a lot of stuff about specific individuals that you may have never ever found out just by having a chat like this yeah and uh, if you get you know, everybody gets in the right frame of mind or the right mode it's a it can become really really interesting interviews that's true eric is going to be unreal and for me you know I, I don't get to see them him and hella who i actually lived with uh, my second year racing in Europe, myself and Billy Hamill lived together with him. Oh, you did. And uh, Eric got injured the first year I was in in, uh, in England racing for Cradley Heath. So I was riding as a you know a 19 year old kid in the team where he was defending world champion that year, and and just the you know all around greatest guy. I mean, you couldn't. He was a hero. I was starstruck just being in the team with him, but he was a normal guy you know and he was like he worked hard and did all that but he also knew how to have fun oh. away from the sport so he taught me that part you know after coming I had a year of living with Lance King my first year mm -hmm. and he laid down the ground rules and pretty much did it all and then that year that first year I was there Eric Anderson had his accident mm -hmm. where, he, where he had a, a nasty crash in Bradford at the, at the, um, the World Team Cup first heat first corner three all, all four riders went down in the first corner and it was Eric and it was Jimmy Nielsen the Swedish rider Lance King and Simon Cross oh. um, and I was reserved for the American team that day so in the restart all four reserve riders came out in the restart because all four riders that crashed went, ended up in the hospital all four of them all four oh. and uh, Eric was by obviously by far the worst off and he ended up with a uh, a broken neck which um, left him with uh, a, a lot of difficulties and but he still got his life he can still function you know reasonably well and has had a lot of upsets along the way but with his attitude and his personality and the kind of person that he is he's turned everything around as just like you know <laughs> I'm still here and I he's he's coaching he's inspiring he's an awesome dad you know, and he's wow. a great husband. Well, we'll find out from Hilda if he's a great husband or not. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy is just an all-around huge inspiration. And But were, well, you, were you living with him when the, the accident happened? 
No, I oh. I was living with Lance King that year. It's my first season, 1989. So this is the 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 year after. Yeah. So here's the crazy part, and it, we'll get into this in the in the podcast. That the year after his accident, you know, he was in the hospital for a long time, and I mean, uh, it was touch and go on how serious the situation was going to be, but in the end, he um, he was able to leave the hospital and and uh, start trying to rehab and and uh, develop the best life that he could. Hmm. And the following year, running up into the beginning of the season. He and his wife made an approach to the team Cradle the Heath where we were riding and said we would be happy to house the both Greg Hancock and Billy Hamill if they are coming to Cradley and they need a place to live, they need workshops, we would love to have them in our place and it will also help me at the same time to come down from everything that's happened and be involved and still be able to coach and still be able to feel the sport. So here this wow. Danish couple, for some reason, some crazy reason, <laughs> opened their doors to two super young Americans. <laughs> you know, he and I were, Billy and I were 19 that year, or 20 that year. Oh. We turned 20 in that season. 20. So we were 19, 20. And they, they opened their doors to us and gave us a place to live. And we had Eric's knowledge, his experience, his brilliant attitude and, and uh, coaching ways as well as his mechanic they're just rolling out the red carpet wow so I went I had a maze I went from Lance King rolling out the red carpet and giving me every tool in the in the world that I needed and finding my way to stepping it up to the next level when Lance decided to go on I went to the next place and that's Eric Gunderson I mean I had a maid you know I got goosebumps man shit how I mean, after a crash like that, and then figure out life of, I mean, yeah, after a crash like that, and then a wife and the family that need to adjust to the new life, yeah, and then not bringing up the whole house like that. So his daughter Nana, their daughter Nana, mm. she came later after the accident, so she doesn't even really know dad before before, so. She only knows him as he is today, and and boy, have they raised a, a brilliant, beautiful young girl who's so full of life, so exciting, just and they've given her all the 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 greatest tools and and showed her how to have fun and how to be serious, and she's got all of the ingredients and is just a, a super super young girl, and uh, it's rad that, that Eric being the kind of person he is and Hella being the type of uh, woman, lady, mother mm. that she is. They have, you know, wow. They continue to to um, succeed and and inspire. So, oh, that's super motivating. So looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be good. So make sure you guys tune in next week and listen to the interview with Eric and uh, Eric and Hella. So um, my goal is to have them both at oh. the same time, and they will. We'll be able to share in this, so it's uh, it's gonna be fun. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, that's right. So, listening to Real Forty Five podcast, podcast. <laughs> as Carl says. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. You guys have a great week. We're gonna do our best to have a even better week. True that. It's never easy. No, it is easy. Yeah, actually, it is. Right? It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's not hard. laughs> Ciao. Peace.
Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out. Yeah, today is a new day. Let's season now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life. Yeah, share my story with you. Inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live. I keep episodes on replay. Hey, Real 45. Yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man. Yeah.